0: What's up? What's up? What's up? And welcome back to another. Let's get real. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? I don't know. Hopefully, every time when I ask you guys how you're doing, you guys like pausing. You're like, "Well, I'm doing great. I had a fantastic week. My life feels changed." Like I hope that, like when I actually, I hope that you don't do that when I ask you how you're doing. Because then wouldn't that just be weird? Like if you just paused it actually you know what do what feels right in your blood do what feels right in your blood i let me not dictate you let me not dictate you but guys last week felt super super duper long i'm telling you this whole nine to five gig is very interesting it is a very interesting development in the case because it is pretty exhausting when you think about it and me and my friends we always like talk about the fact we're like how do people have kids and a family and like they take time to spend time with people and I'm like my parents bless y'all because I just I can't imagine like once I get off of work I'm tired I literally come back to the crib lay on this couch collect dust Oh my God, let me take a shower. Oh, I might want to go on a walk. But then it's like seven o'clock, girl. So then we got like, what? An hour or two to watch a show. After that, you're like, hey, lights out, clink, clink let's start over. And I'm just like, how do people find the time to have a family and to spend time with others and to find other activities? Like, you know, let me know if you have figured out the way of the land and the way of the law. And for all my 20-somethings out there, y'all are not alone. We're all really out here struggling. And we're trying to figure it out and we're trying to understand everything that's going on because it's like what my friend Brittany said. She's like, Do you ever realize the fact that we spent our whole lives for this moment just to work for the rest of our lives? And I'm like, you're correct. You're you're very much correct in that statement. So guys, that's a little introduction for the episode. But first things first, you already know the drill. We got to start off with what candle of the week is candle of the week is candle is candle is candle of the week. Okay, so for candle of the week, we have our suede fireside candle. It is already posted on the Instagram account because your girl's in her bag. You already know the drill. We never skip a bag, we just add more to the shelves. So, the candle of the week this week is fire suede. I really love this candle. I got it at Target because Target is a very dangerous place to where you're there for a lotion, then you walk out with like 10 items and you already spent over $100 and then da 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 da. But I got it at Target. It's really nice. I like woody. I don't want to say natural scents because when I say natural scents, I just picture grass and rolling in grass and that's like not the vibe. But um, it's woody has like the leathery undertone. It's so nice. It's so comforting. It's like so warm and I really, really love it. Um, I actually have two of them because I have no self-control. So that is our candle of the week. It is already up and ready to go on our Instagram account. So go check that out if you want some more details. And also just don't forget to follow your girl at Nobel Let's get real on Instagram. Very, very important. We are in what we need to be in. We are doing what needs to be done. And we are trying to succeed where no one has succeeded before. Just kidding. There is always space for everybody at the table. So I just opened my phone to look at our topics and my bestie just sent me this crazy message and it literally threw my brain for a loop. So back, back to what we were going to say. If you hear that, that's just me wiping my screen because it has water on it. Don't ask why there's water on it. So I know last week I mentioned that we were going to do a pop culture-esque vibe, but then... Things changed. So, I was going to do pop culture, but then I realized again the pop culture, I don't have enough content yet for that. And I always want to make sure that I'm delivering what I can deliver and that you guys are feeling well fed and well nourished by the end of the episode. So, I decided to change a danger a little bit and to kind of shift the topic onto different things and save the pop culture for when I feel like it needs to be delivered to the case, into the plaza, into the entrance of your guys' doorsteps. So, For this week... I had an epiphany not really an epiphany but I had a thought process and I was thinking about thinking and how our brains can literally like overrule us and control us to the point of no freaking return and that sometimes we don't understand or we don't like read the cues of why these things are happening or we don't realize okay I'm always feeling down about myself at this time all the time I'm always not feeling good enough about myself at this time during this time and we don't realize that sometimes there's outside forces that cause us to doubt ourselves and our abilities and then there's also the forces within ourselves within our brains that keep telling us you're not good enough you're not meant to be here this isn't your spot this isn't your vibe and it's constantly constantly going on and I realized that for this season I wanted to have kind of like this continuous thing going on to where like each episode is kind of like we're building off of each other it's building and we're just really reaching to the top of these, these topics and that is not just like okay, we talk about understanding where we're meant to be. And they were like, hey, bye. Hopefully that was enough for you. And I was like, let's build off of these topics. Let's really get into what we need to get into. Because I feel that the best thing you can do is to talk about things in the midst of you going through them because you have so much clarity about it and when there's clarity there comes understanding and you can share the understanding with others so i decided that this week i really wanted to talk about where to think like where to think where's that space where you just feel like everything makes sense and for me it's me in the mri machine i <laughs> had an mri this week and i realized that for some reason when i'm in the mri machine it's like when i think the freaking back and that is so bizarre it's- so bizarre and i always think okay well where can you find your machine like where can you find like that safe space where you feel like you can heal and you can really think into the back of your head like why do i get these self-deprecating thoughts why do i get these thoughts of i can't be good enough or i am not meant to be in these spaces What makes me feel that I'm a fraud? Like, what is it? And I always think about, like, there's always this discussion of, like, safe spaces and spaces where you can just be you and you can talk and you can discuss what needs to be discussed. It's not always easy to find a space. And sometimes you have to find a way to be comfortable with yourself and your own thoughts and trust, you know, what goes on in your head and trust that you know what is good for you and you understand why you're meant to be in these spaces. So for me, it's me and the MRI machine. And... I realized that I move so differently. In new spaces, and that I always kept questioning why. At certain times, I would feel this. I w- I'm going to say pressure of uh, feeling like I wasn't being a hundred percent who I was meant to be, and why I felt like at certain points that I was like faking it or I wasn't being real. And I realized it wasn't about faking it or being real. It was about me just realizing like this is who I am, and the industry that I'm in is predominantly a white space. And I am literally like the only black person there. So I automatically move differently. And when you grow up that, when you grow up being a black person or being someone of color or, being someone who just feels like other people do not see them the way that you should be seen. You learn to move differently within spaces. And that's not because you feel like people are inherently judging you or that they inherently view you differently. But from the moment that you're born, you understand that there is something so absolutely different about you something that people automatically do not like about you something that's literally so far out of your control but sadly people are going to judge you from the moment they see you because of what you look like and the way you're perceived and for me it's like I had like a triple-edged sword because it's like okay I'm black I'm a black woman and I have a disability it's like freaking stones are getting flicked at a girl's head And I was wondering why every time I move into a new space, I get these thoughts or like these self-deprecating thoughts of thinking, do I deserve to be here? Am I doing what I need to do to be here? Or just understanding that I keep moving differently. Maybe that can come off as me not being genuine or being super open to others. But you have to realize that you're protecting yourself. And sometimes you have to protect yourself from the unknown. And it can be hard and it can be scary. But sometimes you do have to do that. And I just realized that... I was sitting here trying to find a space to where I felt that I can 100% be me. And I can 100% be who I was meant to be. And also still feel connected in my abilities. So that's going to be today's topic. So I want you guys to grab some mints, some water. We're doing waters today. I cannot handle no wine girl today. So we're going to do water. And then we're going to just get into how can you find that safe space within yourself? And how can you navigate being the only person who looks like you? in a space because that is literally so hard and it's so complex to walk into a space and you're the only person who looks like you and now you kind of feel like you have to represent your people you have to be like that person to show that hey other people who look like me other people who breathe like me deserve to be here they deserve these same opportunities so guys this episode is about to be a good one we're really going to get in depth we're really going to get into the nitty-gritty of a lot of things so grab your mitts i'm going to put lotion on my hands because they're dry beyond belief and let's get freaking real So guys, I hope that you grabbed your mints, your water, and put on your hands like me because my hands were dry and you're ready to get into today's what-top. So I first want to start off with growing up black and being in like predominantly white areas and then how that kind of translates to other avenues of your life and also how to find your safe space. And so we can have this like continuous flow and so that everything... Ooh sorry mike i just knocked into her and so that everything could just make sense and hopefully at the end of this you guys can come through and like even if you're not black and you don't look like me you still feel like you learned a lot or you just understand more of maybe you're in a situation where you just don't realize how difficult it can be for somebody who doesn't look like you um and who doesn't have the same experiences as you and that can help you start to understand how you can navigate those situations and possibly just help other people just feel more comfortable in new environments because it's so Really, really important. So, first things first, for me, I never realized how I'm just going to use college as an example. So, in college, I didn't realize the effect it was having on me, um, really being the only black person in a lot of spaces. And luckily, literally, like me and three of the black girls who were at my school. We all live together. So that was really nice because it did help with, you know, still feeling connected to, like, your roots and, like, who you are. But there was still, like, a disconnect because in her graduating class, I think there was, like, maybe only 10 Black people, (laughs) which is very, is telling. And that's that's a whole other topic uh, about being that face that face being that when you're the only black person in a space you just think like oh my gosh like this is too much it's too much to handle but you also have to think about the fact of like what this means for your next generation and we'll start talking about that in a second because like that's a whole nother thing and yeah so basically it was very, it was very hard and I didn't realize that at certain times I wouldn't use my voice in situations where I was uncomfortable because of how I looked and it would silence me and I wouldn't realize I was being silenced because I'm a very vocal person. I stand in my truth. I'm very vocal about standing up for others when I can. So it's just one of those things that I didn't realize the silence it was putting on me or like the pressure is putting on me and I didn't realize until after junior year of college going to the summer before we started senior year and it was the hardest semester ever and I just felt so defeated and like I couldn't breathe anymore and that I didn't understand why I was in the spaces that I was in I didn't know if I even deserved that seat and my cousin she owns her own design firm and she had me come intern with her and I was just immersed Was so many black architects, black designers, people who looked at me in my field, who I didn't even think existed. I didn't realize there were so many people like us, and being told from people in me that I have something to offer, that I have something to give to this world. You know, it settled in me to realize that I felt so disconnected from my community because for a long time I was, I went to school with predominantly white people. I was at college with a lot of white people I'm not saying like it's bad but I didn't feel as connected with my people as I wanted to be and that summer really connected me more and it made me rebuild my self-confidence and believing that I had what it would take to make it and that just goes to show that sometimes you don't realize that the safe space that we needed to heal was within our own communities and we forget that that is an option we forget that it exists and I realized how much I needed that I realized how much it helped me realize that I had something to offer it gave me a chance to remember how to breathe again and I was sitting here and I was just thinking like oh my gosh like what what I've done without that and I say this because I basically I get MRIs twice a year I feel like I get epiphanies like twice a year and they're always in the summer and then they're always at the beginning of the year. I was sitting in my MRI and MRIs are so loud. They are literally so loud. There's so much noise going on. I blink it out and you're basically sitting there. You're just sitting there with your own thoughts. There's nothing else out there except just you. There's no inside voices and you just sit in this machine with this like mass thing over your head. You can't move and it's a whole ordeal and it's the best place I can possibly think is the best place i can possibly think it reminds me of who i am it reminds me of what i've been through and what i've gone through it reminds me that while i sit in this machine i'm doing so much more that i'm bigger than what i thought i was when i when i would think to myself why like how are you worthy of being here Are you worthy of being in these spaces? Are you strong enough to be in these spaces? I lay in this machine, I think to myself, you're stronger than you can ever imagine because you work a full day, you go and you get these tests, you get these tests, you're done, you go back to work, you do these things, you interact, you try to be a voice for people who don't have a voice. Sometimes we forget that we can become other people's safe spaces, that we can help other people who feel like they don't have this space that they don't have a desire to push and we don't realize that we can become the person to help those in need and the reason why this story makes so much sense is when i was looking for jobs in my field i remember i would talk to my mom on the phone i was like well i don't want to work anywhere if there's no one who looks like me i was like i need there to be another black person i need there to be other black people i need somebody who looks like me I kept having this mindset until i realized i was like what affected you so much when you would go on these school tours and you would go on these class tours What was something that bothered you? And I was like, because there was no one who looked like me. And I thought to myself, how can I possibly change this? And I was like, take the fucking job. Take the job. So that the next time there's a class tour, the next time there are people who are walking in, they want to be a designer, they want to be an architect. They can walk into this space and see somebody who looks like them. If I turn it down now who knows when the next person who looks like me is going to be in these seats which in hindsight is bad because why is it that in the back of our brains we're thinking when's the next time someone who looks like me is going to have this opportunity why is that and that's a question that i ask myself every day and i realize, like i have to be the voice so that the next generation can walk into these spaces and find a safe space So that they kind of have their own machine. They walk in. They see someone who looks like them. And it just makes them believe that I have something to offer. I can be more. I can be myself. And this just stems from... You know, when you're black and you're in a predominantly white space, you have to move differently because these opportunities don't always happen for us all the time. It's not a guarantee. So once you get in these spaces, you're like, okay, keep your head down, you know, be friendly, talk with people, but don't bury your soul. And that's just something that runs through the back of our heads. And at the end of the day, what can you do? And that's all you know. You have to work. 10 times harder you just just to be seen and just so people can know like you have something to bring to this table you have something to offer and it's a hard thing to deal with it's a hard thing to come by and I found myself sometimes just feeling like is it okay for me to say this should I speak up at this moment I don't want them to view me in this hostile way that I'm aggressive or that I can't speak up or why doesn't she, you know, joke with us as everyone else shows with us. And it's because I have to protect this barrier of who I am and what I am and what I look like. Because what you can get away with, I can't get away with. And it can weigh on you. It can weigh on you to the point where you're like, so why am I having these thoughts that I'm not good enough? Why do I feel pressured? And sometimes it's because... You're in spaces where you could just feel a little bit lost. You feel that you need that like solace. You need that safe space. You need that area where you just feel like you can take a deep breath and you can fail and you can mess up and that it's okay. And it's scary to mess up in spaces where you're the minority. It's scary to speak up when you're the minority. It's scary to forget that you have an entire voice. And it's hard. It's very hard. And this is a topic that is very, I'm trying to think of the word. This topic is super complex. It's nothing that will ever be solved in an hour podcast, in a two hour, 30 minute podcast. It would never be solved in that time frame because it's so complex. And there's so many things I could talk about to where, you know. The color of my skin, everything I've been through has affected me and affected the way I would speak up and the way that I feel like in even the healthcare role that I was like treated where I felt silenced and that also can play a role into the way that you move as you get older and you don't realize it at all because you don't think it affects you. You think, you know, I never felt that way so it doesn't bother me. But I realized like, no, it does bother me. It does. And You can be strong. You can be one of the strongest people on this earth and still feel like you're not good enough and still question your self-worth. And what I say to that is that you have to find your machine. The machine is literally just a representation of a space where you can really think. And think where there's no other forces telling you which way to bend, which way to move. Like you sit here. And I picture the machine, this space that you have. When you remind yourself who you are and everything you've been through, you remind yourself of your worth. You remind yourself why you're here, why you're in these positions, and why you matter. That's, where, that's what I imagine the machine is. It's this solace a space that gives you back your strength. And the reason why I think it's funny, when I was 14 years old, the MRI machine essentially took away my strength. It took away what made me me because I was sick now. I was a sick kid and this machine was the machine that was going to diagnose me and change me for the rest of my life. Now when I lay in this machine at 22 years old, it reminds me of the strength that I have and everything I've been through. It reminds me that, okay, you're in these spaces where you feel nervous sometimes because of what you look like and you feel that you're not worthy Well, you have to think to yourself, why do I feel like I'm not worthy? Why do I think that I can accomplish it? When you have already accomplished it, when I've already made it, when I'm already where I thought I wanted to be. But sometimes where you think you wanna be is really just not where you're supposed to end up. And I always think about the fact that you can't use the idea of failure as a tactic to never try, to never succeed. And I realized that I was gonna end up holding myself back by thinking that I wasn't good enough, by feeling that I had to be in a space where it was only people who looked like me, because I realized, well, how can I make sure that the next, that there's more people in this field, there's more people in this industry who look like me? And I started to look up these articles. Literally, there's so many articles about what it's like being the only black student in a classroom. How do you handle growing up in the suburbs? What it's like trying to speak up? What it's like feeling, you know, question people have written articles about their own personal experiences and would often feel like this pressure to where you already have to work twice as hard and this one article talks about how it can be isolating and you can often wonder like what would it be like if I were in this situation like how would my growth be affected and just feeling like you can't speak up at certain situations but what I would say is your voice is so freaking strong and you need to always remind yourself why you're here you need to remind yourself that you're worthy you need to sit down and say okay If I can do this, I can do anything. And even if you haven't gotten to the point or you feel like you've accomplished everything you want to accomplish, at the end of the day, you're striving for something more and something bigger than yourself. So that already means you have it in you. And I always say, don't let anyone or anything make you feel lesser than or make you believe that you cannot make it or you can't push through it. Strength derives and comes from so many forms. And sometimes we move in this life and fear. We move in this life in questioning. Sometimes you have to let the fear go because it will overtake you. You know, I'm in these spaces now where I'm the only Black person, and the way I move is I just think that hopefully in a couple years there will be more people like me in these spaces, and they feel like they have a space in this world, and that they can grow in this world, and that it's not just them. You know, someone just has to take that step. So... Hopefully this episode makes sense. I feel like this is super complex and I might end up doing a part two with this where we can just go a little bit more in depth or we can just try to really think a little bit more complex about this topic as well because, you know, we're going from... But like me and the MRI machine, how does me and the MRI machine relate to my blackness? And like, how does that relate to me finding power within myself and realizing that it's all symbolism and understanding that the MRI machine is a representation of my strength and my resilience and understanding the fact that I've been through so much, I've gone through so much, and I've grown. And that strength it creates an outer shell of who I am. And that in my blackness, when I move through these spaces, I know that I'm meant to be in these spaces that I fought to be in these spaces. And at the end of the day, I only can dictate my actions. I only can dictate the way I move. And if someone else in this life, they don't feel that you deserve to be there, then screw them, screw them. Because at the end of the day, we all had to go through these same steps to get these jobs. We've all had to move in the same semi-direction to get these jobs. And sometimes we had to move a little bit harder. But it all comes down to the fact That strength and resilience and reminding yourself that you're stronger than you will ever know and that you have to let that fear go you can't let the fear of someone judging you and understanding you or thinking lesser than of you of holding you back because you can't control other people's impulses you can only control your own so i'm hoping that this episode makes sense i feel like it's very complex we're moving through a lot of topics about everything i've been through and The questioning of oneself, especially like black healthcare, being black in like the healthcare field and just how you navigate these spaces and how you try to stick to your truth and also just being black and being black with an illness is very complex and very hard, you know, and I just think there's so many topics and, you know, I just want to share what's on my mind and be able to be a voice where some people feel like they're silenced so guys i really hope that you enjoyed this week's episode it was a little bit more a little bit more i don't even think that's a word it's a little more deeper than i intended but next week will be a light-hearted episode and this week i really just wanted to touch on this and talk about this because it's been something i've personally been dealing with with being the only black person in a company and trying to navigate it and stay true to myself without feeling like i'm silencing myself because I'm trying to move accordingly. So guys, find your solace, find your machine to remind you of your strength and your resilience and everything you've been through to remind you that you're meant to be here and that you deserve your seat. And I'll see you guys next week. And you know, I'm not going to end the episode without saying this. All you can do in this life is follow a dream. I hope there's someone out there to listen. I'll see you guys next week.